Um, thank you guys for coming out to the panel. Uh, yeah, so cover artists is uh, what we're focusing on here. All these guys have done more than just cover art, but um, today we're going to focus on cover art and just kind of what it means to design a cover and make a cover and what goes into it. Some of your favorite stuff like that. Um, my name is Adam. I'm moderating, obviously, and uh, I do a podcast called The Dollar Band. We're moderating. <laughs> we're recording a bunch of the panels, so if there's any that you missed, we'll be posting them in the next couple weeks. And also, we're going to record this panel, so when you enjoy it as much as you're going to, you're going to want to tell all your friends about it. So, right. <laughs> so um, yeah. So that's. Uh, and I've got cards here. We've got some flyers floating around. If you guys are interested, we're also somewhere over in the seven hundreds. I don't know what our table number is. But uh, yeah, and, and we're in the program book. So if you can't remember, it's look it up in the program book. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some covers. Um, let's so let's start first with everybody introducing yourselves. I guess I'll start down at the end with Sanford, and we'll work our way toward me. Okay, you already said my name, so uh, I didn't say your last name. Oh, okay, Green, <laughs> with an E at the end. With an E at the end. Um, and um, I guess if you want to, I guess we talk yeah, covers. Yeah, uh, talk about some of the covers. Um, the most recent things. Um, been uh, Shaft, which is a pretty acclaimed uh, new series over at Dynamite. Um, I got to do um, all of the covers for that um, thus far, which has been pretty exciting. Um, they're known for their variants. I guess we can talk about that too, mm -hmm. because the, the whole variant thing now and how popular that popular that's become again. Um, <clears throat> I am um, also doing uh, covers for Archie, um, the new Archie. They're relaunching that course and they just announced a bunch of covers for that um but the i guess the, the big thing i guess we want to call it is i'm doing covers over at marvel for oh gosh for the avengers for captain america and um my new series of runaways which is relaunching here real soon so yeah. pretty excited about that yeah yeah <laughs> chris hey i'm uh chris Bronner. <laughs> I haven't done nearly as much as Samford. No, um, that's not true. Some scattered stuff. I did a short run of the Dark Horse, Dark Horse book, Sundowners. About six covers for that. Um, I just did a cover for Arkham Manor. Um, some for my creator-owned comic, Loose Ends. And uh, Assorted Variants. Southern Bastards, I did one. Yeah. And that's about it. stuff prior to that, too. Yeah, plenty of stuff prior to that. It's hard to that's, get into that's covers, That's the last though. couple years, I guess, last yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Dave? I'm Dave Dorman. Um, I've done covers for <laughs> everybody for the past 30 years. Um, I, I mean, seriously, I've done, <laughs> I've done just about every, a cover for every book from every publisher. The, uh, the first time I recognized, like, I think you're the first cover artist I ever recognized specifically as uh, I, I like this guy's covers. Um, the, the Star Wars covers. Mm, right. Obviously that you've done. And then uh, you did some like the, uh, the, was it Aliens or Predator stuff Close, too? Yeah. And that was uh, in the 90s. I was, I was uh, that's when I started reading comics, you know? So like those stood out. They were different. They were much, they stood out compared to other comics. Yeah. Um, you know, I, is it, is this on? Because I can't tell if it's on. Yeah. It's, it's, on? Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. I was lucky enough to come in at a time when uh, printing production uh, had gotten to the point where they could uh, print a painted cover uh, fairly well. Um, pr 
prior to that, uh, if it wasn't a magazine like Savage Sort of Conan or Creepy or Eerie, uh, the, the printing of the covers uh, were very spotty at best. Uh, Marvel tried it during the uh, early 80s. Uh, specifically, Bill Sienkiewicz did a number of painted covers. Um, but the, the quality of the printing was just very bad. And I, I think it was the web presses that, that were being used uh, because they, they printed the whole book at one time, cover and, and all. And so the, the quality of the paper and, and the, the reproduction quality wasn't very good. So I was fortunate to come in uh, during a period, uh, especially with Dark Horse, that they were using different printers and, and um, uh, looking at a different quality paper for the covers so that, so that when it came to reprinting my artwork on the covers, uh, the quality was much better, and I think that's one of the reasons why my covers stood out was because of the, the quality of the printing uh, compared to what was being done elsewhere in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, being tied in with Indiana Jones and Star Wars wasn't too bad either. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when, when, when you go back, uh, and, and I've done primarily covers during my career, I'm not an interior artist at all, even though I've done a little bit of interiors. My my focus is, is been on single painting, single covers for uh, uh, many different genres and many different types of publishers, book publishers and gaming publishers and and uh, uh, magazines and comics. Um, so I've seen the evolution go from from you know, almost Stone Age type reproduction. To uh, uh, you know that the high, you know high um, uh, uh, production values of, of digital production that's being done today, mm-hmm. and uh, I I can easily say that uh, the, what the companies are doing today uh, uh, in showcasing the artwork on the covers, especially from the painted guys, is uh, is it's real superior. I, I really like it a lot. And it's it's a pleasure to be, you know, in, involved in the business now as a painter, knowing that when you turn in a painting, it's going to look nice. <laughs> and do you just not do a lot of interiors because you paint everything? It's just too time-consuming? Uh, yeah, I tend to be sort of anal about my art. And so when I do... You know, one one panel, two panels, three panels per page. I put a lot of work into it, and then yeah. and then you know, by the time I, I get done, I look and there's two more empty panels. I'm just really, I got to do two more. You know, so I concentrate on on the single image. And so really, when I was in school, that's what drove me uh, to focus on painting because I was better at telling a story in one image than I was at a continual panel. Uh, 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 imagery. Um, I love comics, and that's what got me into art. So I still like to try to do continuous panel, but it's just not a strong point for me. Yeah. So that's why I focused on on single pieces, and that lends itself to covers. I'd love to do you know interior book illustration, but there's just no market for that anymore. Yeah, uh, you know, like Tribes. You know, that was really almost a one-off. You know, with that, doing 25 interior illustrations. You think it's pretty um, expensive. But it, it is, ex- well, it was expensive back in, in the 90s. But, you know, now, maybe not quite as expensive with the digital technology. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'd love to do more illustrated books because that's really, you know, my, my forte is doing single page, you know, eye grabber, you know, imagery. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, so that that's how I got into it. it. Was just that that was my drive. Well, like speaking of like the single page eye grabber imagery, um, I correct me if I'm wrong, but the cover's purpose is to get someone to pick up that book and and hopefully at least flip through it and buy it. That's the way I always seen what a cover's job is. Um, I mean, what do you guys think about to kind of make these covers stand out? Do you think about that when you when you you picture in your mind what the cover's going to look like on that shelf to try to get people to pick it up? I, you know, recently, um, it's funny. I, I didn't think about it like that until recently. Um, with um, I think David Aja, his covers on Hawk Hawkeye, oh, yeah. Yeah. and um, I I went to the comic shop and um, I saw his covers. I mean, literally. I mean, I was maybe twenty feet away from the stand, and you could see his covers on on the stand and um i was about to ask the comic um the guy the owner of the store you know where's you know the latest hawkeye before i even asked i turned and oh there it is and as i walked towards it and i started to flip through it you know i said this is kind of what what it needs to be when it comes to you know someone who's looking for a book and if you want to stand out this is how it should be um now I'm not necessarily, I don't think that's my forte as, as far as making my covers very designing in that sense, because that's a very graphic approach to mm-hmm. doing the covers. But um, at the same time, I'm starting to, it's starting to be uh, a part of my, my conscious now. All before, it was like, I want to make this really cool cover with all these cool shots and angles. And that doesn't necessarily make a great cover. <laughs> you know, it might be a cool drawing, but amongst uh, you know another hundred titles on a bookshelf it can get pretty uh it can get lost because everyone is thinking that and uh it's kind of that old adage less is more you know it's like you know you pull back on some of this stuff and not make it so convoluted with all this information then you know perhaps that could be the very thing that makes your cover you know attractive you know Mm -hmm. the very thing that you're going for you know, is 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 possibly that's what's going to achieve it is by, okay, instead of doing this crazy angles and shots and multiple characters doing multiple things, why not just focus on maybe one or two characters and just kind of bring home a point, just one point that's uh, pertaining to the story. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that, that you know, uh, recently I've been trying to do more of that or at least be more conscious of that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I think there's a a few different ways. You do want to jump out first, but there's a lot of different ways to grab the reader. And what he's talking about is sort of like Dave Johnson kind of covers. Right. And I don't necessarily think what jumps out first is the drawing. It's really like the logo and how loud is a color. Mm -hmm. You know, what your palette is is the first thing. David Aja stuff. Right. We're seeing like purple on a big field of white. Yeah. I bet he doesn't actually remember what the drawing, I mean, the, what sure. was the drawing. On, exactly. You know? Hawkeye doing something. Very, very you know, very little the bit. So and yeah. The drawing on it actually, I don't think is the first thing that grabs you. And right. when Dave Jansen, Johnson grabs you so well right away, you also get everything like immediately. Like in one second, you've got his whole cover and you can start reading. And it really depends on your taste, like more illustrative stuff. Like I try and be loud, but. I also love illustrations where you can kind of get lost in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So try and make sure there's a loud 
flat field of color for a logo to sit on, but then a bunch of things for you to sit and get drawn into. Mm-hmm. But there, I mean, you know, if you think your favorite co- cover artists, like some of them contradict each other almost in how they approach grabbing you. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. Dave right. Aja right. and Dave Johnson are doing a completely different thing than his right. covers, and Bradshaw which was also huge for a while there too with his covers, his lifelike right. like looking, and his are like eighty five percent solid black. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And very dull colors, right? Right. Yeah. I think that, I mean, for the most part, we're all, I don't want to jump ahead of you, but. Take it over. The, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that, <laughs> I think, because um, like what Chris is saying, color is so important. That's why I, I started doing my own color because, yeah, <clears throat> you know, it's very, it's very, um, it's just a part of the art now. It's just mm-hmm. what it is. It's like the painter. And when a painter, you know, that, it doesn't make sense for a painter to do the sketch and hand it off to someone else to paint it. So we're it's, essentially we have to think like a painter in a sense now where, all right, how as I'm drawing this, I'm not drawing just to pass it on. I'm drawing for color. I'm drawing for it to because the color is just as important as what I do with the line art now. So essentially it's all in one now. We used to have this thing where we have a, a pencil or ink or colorist. You know, um, and you still have that, but for the most part now, I think, especially for the really effective color uh, cover artists, they're they're thinking as a whole, and they do it as a whole. So there's no, you know, there's no weird clash where you you can see that the line art and the color fighting each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> that's the worst thing. I, I've had that experience before, and I think that was the beginning of me saying I gotta start learning to do my own stuff here because you have these ideas in your head but no one can get inside your head you know yeah. it's like your ideas are what it is you can explain it all day long oh no no i want more of a fuchsia color or not yeah. you know whatever uh, and they can try but it's just not there so you 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 have to get to the place to where um i had to get to the place where i had to you know just do it and and that has made the opportunities to do more covers, um, you know, happen for me because, you know, again, it's, you know, it's all inclusive mm-hmm. now. You know, it just works simultaneously. But I mean, like Chris, Rico colors, Rico Renzi colors, everything that you do, right? Yeah. I mean, do you guys essentially share a brain at this point? You've been working together for how many years? Unless you got, you know, that kind of connection. <laughs> yeah. Then, you know, other than that, it's just, you know. We've been working together for since like 2000, Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, he really showed me how to, how my stuff could look in color. Mm-hmm. Like I had bad colors. And if even, well, even if they're not a great colorist, it's sort of like if you walk into a restaurant and it doesn't smell good right away, <laughs> it doesn't matter how good their food is, you know? Like, yeah. the, the smell happens before the food, and the color really is the smell. And he has really, like, loud, punchy colors right? Um, that, you know, I, I don't think I'm, I make uh, as inspired choices as his. I mean, we work together, and I can kind of... I can make the donuts and sort of carry the water, but he's the one who's going to say fuchsia. And that's a color you're allowed right. to do now, by the way, that got edited off of our covers up until 2006 or seven. Editors would accept that. Even even but, recently, I've seen where some of uh, that color has been removed from covers. Where did they shut it down on? What's the, the coverage? Wing. Yeah, that still happens. On there. Yeah. What, yeah. what? The fuchsia? Yeah, yeah. Fuchsia well, and pink is just like a complete yeah. non-starter. You couldn't have. 
Mm, but he still he would get away with stuff. He did a Batman cover for me where he did. It was basically Batman was purple. It didn't appear that he had a purple costume. Yeah. But you know he lit it. It was lit in a way so it looked literally correct. You right. know, but if you took the eyedropper tool in Photoshop, it was straight, <laughs> it was straight purple. Yeah. And it really that's why it really jumped out. You know, yeah. otherwise there's Batman book is sitting next to ten other Batman books. And it's all the same palette. It's all it's all this dark gray and blue, yeah. and nothing jumps out. And that's why you know, that's what I liked about his. Yeah. So Dave, when you're when you're painting, you you essentially you do everything beginning to end. Yeah. So like, do what kind of idea do they come to you with? Do they just say, hey, we need a cover for this book, and it's kind of about this, and you go ahead and you do it? Um, let me step back to the previous question. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, about, yeah. about what a cover is. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I learned early on uh, that, that a cover is basically an advertisement. It's, it's nothing really there except to sell the book. So you have to look at it as a way to grab the viewer's eye and make them see it against you know, 100 other books that are on the stand. And so you have to look at it a little bit differently than you do just an illustration. Because an illustration can be anything. But an advertisement has to be a very specific type of thing. And so you, you have to um, understand that that's what it's for, but still make it palatable to the readership, the, the, the person who's coming into the shop to look for a specific Batman or Captain America or Star Wars or whatever. You still need those elements, but you need to do something to that illustration to make the viewer stop as their eye scans all these books, stop and say, that looks more interesting than the other books around it. So that's, that is constantly in my head with every single piece that I do. You know, it's how do I make this piece sell what it's going to cover, which is the comic book or the, the book or the game or whatever. Uh, so th th that's that's a constant challenge that will never stop in, in what I do. Um, so anyway. So if you're designing a poster, you take an exact different approach than you would to designing a comic Yeah, book. posters. A po well, a poster's still an advertisement, but it's a little bit different. You, you don't have the uh, – you don't have necessarily the um, – uh, the baggage that comes along with a book cover, which is title at the top third, your picture, and then the bottom fifth is blah, 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 blah. With a poster, you know, most of the time you have a full image to work with and you can deal with compositional things that you can't necessarily deal with a book. Uh, with a book, there are certain things you do, like this, Okay. You look at this, and, and this looks right, okay? If you flip this around so that this guy was going this way, well, your eye is not, is not going into the book. Your eye is going to the binding. So it's contrary to what you want to do with the book, which is open it. So you have the action going this way to make you open the book. It's very subtle things. But if, if you notice a good design will make you want to open the book. A contrary design will sort of leave you befuddled. 
And I, I have literally, you know, I, because a, a lot of times what I do when I get a, a, a project is I'll just sit down and I'll have like a post-it note thing and I'll just start scribbling and I'll come up with a real nice image, but it'll be going left. And so what I'll do is just put it in, put it in my scanner, I'll scan it, flip it in Photoshop, and then start from there again and have it going the right direction. So those are, those are things, you know, that uh, uh, you need to watch for. You, you, know, you need to have weight. You know, where is the weight of the picture? The weight's going to be at the bottom. So you, you will tend to have lighter imagery at the top and darker imagery at the bottom because that sort of sets the art in, in a place. Um, Okay, I've lost track of the question. That's okay. You, I'm, I'm going to have to let Mike know that Dave Dorman said you did the cover right, so. <laughs> he, can, he can die happy. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I feel like, you know, I, I, love, I, I would love to do this. I, I try not to do the same panel back-to-back year-to-year, but I might have to do another covers panel next year because I feel like I really miss opportunity with like, not having a projector with slides and stuff. I think we could do it. Yeah. <laughs> we do it yeah, well, slide I, justice. Yeah. Literally, everybody's close, yeah, so we can see the comments, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, I lost track of your second question. Oh, yeah, we were just kind of weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, at the time we were, we were talking about the poster thing. And actually, I was going to ask you something. Um, I'll come back to that other thing I asked you later. But um, you you talked about drawing the little sketch and scanning it and flipping it. So do you do a lot of digital work, or, or how are you, how no, are you working I, these I, days? No, I do very little digital work as far as creation goes. I use it more as a tool to facilitate time. Basically, you know, if I was to if I was to flip it, I'd have to get a piece of tracing paper over it, and then do this, and then flip that over, and okay, that's good, and then I'd have to enlarge it anyway. So why not just scan it, flip it, and you know, make a larger print mm-hmm. uh, for um, uh, for the art when it's finished. Um, I tweak things, you know, I tweak contrast, or I, I uh, uh, dodge and burn some things, you know, bring up highlights a little bit, or, or shadow some things. Uh, with Star Wars, the lightsabers, any, any lightsaber that I do is all digital. Uh, I, it's, I still paint it on, on the painting, but making it digital makes it look more like what the movie is. It mm-hmm. has that sort of softness and, and brightness to it. So all the lightsabers are digital. Um, I don't have the, the time for the learning curve of learning, mm-hmm. you know, Photoshop or, or uh, um any of the drawing programs, uh, because I've spent 30 years, you know, <laughs> painting, painting traditional. I'm, I'm real happy with what I'm doing. You know, it'd be nice to take, um, you know, half a year off and, and sit and learn the programs mm-hmm. because it's just another tool. Mm-hmm. It's like brushes and paints and, and, and uh, pencils, but it's just a large learning curve. It's so different from what, where you're looking, where you're drawing, the feel of the 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 hardware um i just don't have the time Mm -hmm. but to facilitate the end game on the paintings it's made it easier in some instances to be able to quickly um finish a piece and and then get it out to the publisher right away Mm -hmm. Can I ask a question? Yeah, sure. Um, a a lot of (laughs) what do you do? A lot of digital colors, I know. I kind of plan to. They make sure their screen is sort of synced up to what comes out when it's printed on paper. Uh Were you making those kind of adjustments when you were doing paint? You would do a painting. You'd you'd be looking at the physical canvas, and then you'd be able to look at the book and see how it came out, and what colors 
got I, lost, what colors worked better, you know. No, you, I, I've never worried about that. I, I do the painting in the studio. I look at it. And from, from very early on in my career, I've, I've just got it in my head. I send it off, and if they want to screw it up, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> you know, as long as I'm happy with the piece when it goes out of the studio, yeah. I'm fine. It didn't um, break your heart? Like, you worked so does. hard on, on your stuff. It does, you know, but okay. I, know, I know that it, it, this is a cooperative uh, venture. And if someone down the line doesn't do their job, I can't do their job for them or I can't foresee that problem. Mm-hmm. So I do what I do, hoping that everyone else will do what they need to do to have it come out right. I would say probably 90% of my covers have came out right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 10%. That's really good. That's uh, a high yeah. percentage, man. Uh, the 10%, I shake my head and, and say, how did this even happen? <laughs> when, you know, they have, in the early days, they had the art, you know, in, in office. Uh, and now, you know, they have a scan you know, set to, to my um, um, resolution. Yeah, you know, to, to, to how, because, you know, I send them the file. I have the painting here. I'm looking at my monitor. My monitor's uh, uh, set for, you know, a standard, you know, uh, uh, print file. Mm-hmm. And I send it off. So, you know, if their monitor's off or, you know, if their scan comes back and it doesn't look right, that's up to them. I can't baby walk them. All the way through the thing. No, so, I actually meant that there's even colors you can get in real life with paint that don't that can't Oh well, print, you yeah, know, I've I've like had, I've had that, but I, I don't worry about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I I paint the painting the way I want to see it, and if if the the scan cannot capture that color, you know, I just sort of shrug and say okay. Uh, it's it's you know, ninety five percent of the painting will be fine when it's reproduced. That five percent that may skew, uh, you know, even even if they have an exact you know reproduction of my artwork, if that color skews, it's not going to throw off the whole painting. There's I mean, there's there's a, a certain type of um, uh, raw sienna that if I um, uh, thin it out too much, uh, it no longer holds the brown, but it turns when it's printed, it turns a sort of this very bright yellow. Mm. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So I, I I do think about that because that's the one color that I really know is problematic. So I, I'm very careful about that. But there are some other colors that that I have problems with. There's some some like aqua blues. And, I was going to say somewhere in the violet seems, range, wouldn't that be an yeah, issue? Because that's where it always stuff. seems to be. But you know, I, I'm painting for the painting. Right. Uh, and I know that they'll do the best they can to reproduce it. They're accurate <laughs> right. to them. And you know, I just let it go. There you go. You know, you, you can't you, you can't fret over it because that'll just drive you quite crazy. You know, you, you finish it, you move on to the next piece. That explains your you know your longevity in this industry. <laughs> you, you, you made it. You made it. Yeah, I mean, there, I, you know, I, I talked to some artists and and uh, you know they really throw fits on uh, you know this isn't right. This color's off. I'm just really you know move on. Uh, you know, it's 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 not your fault. If you gave them a good piece, you know, it's not your fault it came out wrong. There's there's ten other people between you and the guy who picks up the book in, in the store uh, that could do anything to change it. Right. Don't fret about it. See, did you have that early on in your career? 
I mean, like, did what you, those problems? Yeah, yeah, did you fret then? Because I mean, no. now it's like you know you're gonna put out another one, and people are gonna be like, oh, it's a Dave Dorman cover. I, I'm gonna well, dig it, you know, you know early for, on. Well, fortunately, uh, in in high school, and then beyond high school, when I was working some part time jobs, um, I worked in a print shop in high school, and then I, I worked at some printers when I was sort of making my way and working on my craft and. Having, having to work. So I knew a lot about the printing process going into it. A lot of artists don't. I'd say probably 95% of the artists have no idea what happens to the art once they send it to the, the publisher. And then, you know, it's handled by all these people down the line. Uh, so for me, you know, I was always constantly aware of what goes into uh, doing it. It's just the problem of once you send it down the line, you can't do anything about it. So, you know, I would look at it and say, okay, this is probably where it went askew. But by that time, I'm, look, I'm looking at the cover saying, you know, this cover should have been brown and it's green. So, um, yeah, I said, okay, well, that's it. You know, move on. But I so, think that's the, the thing about this industry or just commercial art in general. That's just what it is. It's commercial art. And you're, you're it's not... I hate to say it, it's not fine art. It's not fine art. It's just commercial art. So there's all types of editorial decisions being made about whatever. The type, the type, the even the composition. I've had one of my pieces, a cover I've done before. I, I don't know if I want to say the name of the cover. They flipped it. Hmm. I had it on one, I had it going, you know, in one direction and they did it. And it wasn't because of your th the theory that you had as far as like, you know, right. they did it the other way. I'm like, what in the world is that? You know, it just, it, it worked, but it was just like, why would they, why did they do that? I, I still don't even know why they did it, you know? Um, well, that's, those, those are the hands that, that you don't know about. Right. Once you hand in that artwork. You just, oh, I know the hand. Did you just not tell me anything. I know the actual I mean, hand, I like the dirty like, hand that touched it. So it, you know, but did still. You, did you say anything? Did you say, "Hey, I noticed"? Um, you got I said it. And it's, oh yeah, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we we flipped it," and I was like, "Why?" Was, so oh, we just started like, work better this way. Title worked like, on really? there. Okay. Where they were putting so, the barcode. So, if I, mean, I say it, any more, what, then you know what it is. It's not Marvel of DC. I just say that. Was it was it something that they approved the sketch on, and then you exactly you did like the sketch oh, and yeah. then yeah. they just discarded that by yeah. flipping it yeah it oh, flipping. that's hard yeah that's... i had one character i mean same same yeah. drawing of All course but... left-handed instead of right-handed <laughs> you know the character is punching with his right instead of his left yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever so you know and that that was gosh it's probably probably about eight years ago or whatever yeah. but so yeah. so it's some of my earlier stuff so i guess to that point you're starting out you know i was a newer artist then they kind of felt like, well, you know, they knew who I was. They knew where, where I was in my career. So to that degree, I would say they probably would take more liberties on some of the newer talent than someone that's been around for a while. Because, you know, that now you're that's kind of a it's that's insulting, I would I would say, you know, because here's a 20 year veteran and you're going to do that. to twenty. You wouldn't do that. You know, most of these guys. Oh, would, they know. would. They would. <laughs> they would. Okay. Yeah, well. They, okay. They yeah. But you know, wow. once again, you have to have you know, in your head that, that it's a commercial piece. Right. Once, once, once you sign that contract that you're doing the work for them, it's their piece. <laughs>
You're right. So they can do whatever yeah. they want. Like, like I say, they can do whatever they want to screw it up as much as they want. You know, I handed them a good piece. Yeah. I guess and, the, and, you know, it, it's sad that, that that happens. Yeah. Uh, if, if they had a problem with it, they should have addressed it in, in the <laughs> sketch phase so that you could, you could make that adjustment and, and then be happy with it rather than, than in the end, you know, look at it and say, why did you screw up? You know, my composition. I guess the only thing that worries me at that point is it still represents you as an artist. So, you know, well, if they mess up your composition, you're like, I don't know that this represents me. Well, you know? we <laughs> might as well talk about it. Okay. Let's, let's just talk about the, the, bat, the Batgirl cover. You guys know about the Batgirl controversy or whatever. Okay. There's a cover right there that was approved. Mm-hmm. And... You know, now here's, I guess this is a, a I heard another a weird level. thing about that being approved by like the marketing department, like oh, the totally... editorial or something like that. Well, or, see, now there's a variant. Okay, so we're, we're here. Thing. Well, here's the thing nobody wants to take credit for it now. Yeah. <laughs> nobody wants to say anything, oh, I, I approved it or whatever, because now you're the guy or the girl or whatever. But, you know, kind of this, in the same vein where, okay, you here's something that you did approve. It's, all set the the final piece and everything ran it um uh did you know some um what do you want to call it promotional oh, yeah, stuff yeah, did yeah, all of that reviews or and then all of a sudden the internet just went haywire over this thing <laughs> and now they're like oh my god you know pull everything pull everything mm-hmm. you know and even to that i would say to some degree editorial can can kind of be a they can be a hindrance in that way where it is kind of let everything fly. You know, you need someone that really understands the market that really understands, you know, when I say the market, like the, the internet, you know, yeah, and just that the they're a market. Right. That, that, <laughs> yeah. You got that component now. It's yeah. totally different than what it was even, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, where you say, okay, we have to, I don't know. It's it's one and of those six things. Six months later, later you get a letter. It's a catch twenty two because like you know there's there's a million different because of the internet. I would say there's a million different voices out there now. Mm-hmm. It was voices before, but now they're voices. Right. Well, you they're, know, loud, they're louder voices. Now they're louder voices. There. Yeah. So now you have to deal with, you know, the ten or twenty people that put it out there, and then it just happens to go viral. A lot of times then, you represent you know, you're dealing with the book in previews. Like that's the first thing before it's even on the show. Right. Sometimes your cover. So when you're, yeah, yeah. Your, your cover <laughs> is the thing that's promoting whatever yeah. this thing is. Period. Yeah. It promotes but, the story. Promotes the you know everything about but it. But it's it's all you know goes back to uh, <laughs> you know. But is is it art? And I know what I like. Mm-hmm. I mean th- those those vocal mm-hmm. um, detractors. Uh, because the internet makes them louder, right? <laughs> uh, they they might not necessarily represent the majority of people that see that material. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I looked at it and you know thought it's okay. I didn't particularly care for it, uh, but you know I don't see anything you know uh, offensive about it. I definitely you know, didn't. I, think... I, I I thought yeah. you know, and and I'll go back to to. Uh, you know, a cover that I got blown a lot of crap for uh, putting it on my blog was the saga, the first saga cover, mm. where where the, the girl was holding the baby, mm-hmm. suckling the breast. Right. Right there on the cover. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a blog and I said, that's just not appropriate. There, there was a there was an article. Who wrote the book? 
Brian K. Vaughan. Yeah. yeah, Brian K. Vaughan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, there was an article in, in um, USA Today, and uh, they, had, they, had, they put the picture of, of the cover, and then he was talking about making a family-friendly book in the vein of Star Wars, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for uh, something that, uh, you know, all ages can share. And then here is the cover of, you know, the heroine, with a bare breast, covers like close to the interior is what's going on. Yeah, but. so so you know, I, I wrote in my blog. I said, no, this is not a family friendly book. Right. You know, and then I got jumped on by um, I, I don't know what they call themselves, but you know, all, 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 all the women that want to breastfeed their babies in public, and so they jumped on me, and then and then other people were saying I'm ba- I'm a baby hater, and I'm a breast hater, and you know, and, and um. Uh, you know, so I just I just threw up my hands and and I said, I, I I wrote a second blog. I took down the first blog and I wrote a second blog and I said, well, obviously you people are not reading what I'm saying. Uh, you're attacking me for a specific thing that doesn't relate anything to the point that I was trying to make. That that type of imagery on a cover does not make it a family friendly cover. You know, if my son. Going down the, the aisle in the bookstore, I picked up this book and said, Daddy, I want to buy this. I stopped looking at it. I'm going to say, No, you're not. And, uh, you, know, I, you know, and that goes back to the advertising, what the cover should mean to the book. It's to advertise the book. Well, sure, it's a controversial cover. You know, they're going to get right. publicity for it. Right. But, you know, they're going to lose sales because a lot of. Especially moms are not going to buy that book for their kids. They're not going to buy that book for themselves. Nobody should be buying that book for their kids. Yeah, and it's very and, graphic. Yeah, so so <laughs> it's on the inside. You know, we, really? We, oh God, yeah. I'm just kidding. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> so we go back to yeah, I mean the, the, the background cover. It was fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't I didn't see anything wrong with it. Right. Uh, but you got that vocal, that loud vocal internet thing saying, "We do not like this." And then DC caving and, and pulling it, yeah. yeah, and and that that I think, um, you know, it's it's up to DC it, you know, in the end because it's their book, and you know their yeah. choice. But in that case, I thought it was a perfectly reasonable cover for you know the, the type of work that's being done, right, know, with well, the storylines. I such, so. I guess um, kind of the a few things that tie into that. And, you know, I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit, but I had a direction I want to go other than that a little bit um, also. <laughs> but uh, but I, the thing with that is is the current rendition of the Batgirl comic book is very targeted to a more lighthearted kind mm-hmm. of storytelling where this represents what was Killing Joke, which is a very unlighthearted storytelling. Right. So well, I can understand that, but it was a variant, so it's not... Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Not, it was. Yeah. Not the, the book that you, you would... It's not the cover that you yeah. would normally see. You would have to search for it. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, a, a, a tribute to... Uh, but it, it was actually uh, a variant that the dealers could order as many as they wanted. It's not like a one in 50. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. The, the dealers could have said, we only want this cover. Oh, okay. Well, that it, makes it a one of the, difference. It's one of those. So, um, But, like, kind of representing, talking a little bit about that, is when you guys do covers, I know Chris and I have talked about this a little bit, but sometimes, uh, you know, do you even know what's going on inside the book when you do a cover for it? Nope. Not necessarily. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I ask. I know there's people who do great work that never know. I know yeah. Dave Johnson did um, a lot of 100 bullets never knowing what was going to happen inside. 
Um, I always try and ask because I do want to have like, I want it to work almost as a movie poster. Like I want to sum up the character yeah. and I really don't, I'm not partial to covers that look like a splash page just that could fit inside the book too. Like I want it to seem distinctly different and not just be like a scene. Oh no, like Joker's hanging Robin <laughs> over a vat of acid. I don't, you know, I want it to represent that, but not literally be the literal contents of the book. Yeah. So I do ask, and I'm just you know half the time disappointed with what's inside. <laughs> That's I, why I, I definitely don't have ask. stuff at my table right now that when people start flipping through it, I just want to say no, 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 just just put <laughs> it back. The cover. I did the yeah. cover. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's why I don't ask because it's kind of like what, what is that? You know, it, you know the some of the um, if I'm on it for a long period of time, then I would ask. That's that's what like what Shaft was. I I needed to know as much. As, but then even with that, it's kind of going back to your point, uh, Dave, about it being a commercial. They told me what they wanted on the cover. Yeah. They told me what was inside the book. I was like, okay, cool. I would make something that's pertaining to, you know, something as far as the scenes. Oh, no, no, no. We want this. I'm like, but that's just a splash, you know, thing. And then in their head, they're thinking that's going to sell quicker than yeah. you're just doing. They're, they're writing the checks. And, and they're so. writing the checks. <laughs> but so, uh, you but know, when, when, you, when you're working long term with a project, you usually get to know the other creators right. uh, as well. So, so you can have a... a relationship with them, talk to them about what they want to see on the cover. Um, that's the experience that I've had in a number of series that, that I've worked on is being able to um, talk to the writer, uh, talk to the interior artist, you know, find out what's in the book, find out what's coming up so that I could, I could sort of plan if I'm, if I'm doing a series of covers and maybe have some type of, of recognizable element within those covers that tie them all together. Uh, things like that, which which is nice when you're doing a series, but when you're not doing a series, you know, sometimes you only get, you know, two two lines. You know, Batman, uh, you know, <laughs> jumps on a car, breaks the window, and and pulls the Joker out through through the front. Okay, I can get out. Yeah. So I mean, that that's sometimes all you get. So as as an artist, you know, we have to figure out what the best way to show that is. Uh, compositionally as well as telling that story um, and and making it visually interesting and then uh, making it different than the 10 other Batman books that it's going to be right next to. Exactly. So, so you know, a lot, a lot does go into it. Yeah. But, you know, you know, sometimes you just get that sentence and, you know, that's where we have to earn our money. What about when you do, like, novels? I mean, you don't, you'll get to talk to uh, novels, novels is, is the same thing. You know, sometimes they'll send me the whole manuscript and, and uh, you know, say, they'll say, choose something that works good as, as a cover image. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I'll get, uh, uh, you know, a two-line description. Uh, you know, we want uh, the hero uh, fighting this dragon with a castle in the background and a girl wrapped around his leg. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, sometimes it's just it's, and then and then I have to go and I'll say, OK, you know, what does this guy look like? What does the dragon look like? And then it ends up where, you know, they end up sending me half the book anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I want to when I strive to do a cover is tie it in as close to the interior material as possible, mm -hmm. uh, because that's what fans really like. Um, I know as a reader of fantasy and science fiction, 
that I'm always disappointed when I pick up a great cover and I start reading the book and the cover's nothing like what's inside. And it Same is a disappointment. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, early on, uh, I wanted to make sure that, that uh, you know, or I, I try to make sure. I mean, I'm, I'm limited to what, you know, what company I'm working with. But I try to make sure that there there is some type of connection because that's the first thing they see and that's what they anticipate when they're going to open the book and, and read the adventure. Uh, so it's, um, uh, it's hard when you get an assignment that it's totally contrary to what you know is going to be in the book, mm-hmm. but that's what they want. That's what they want. And, you know, there's only so far you can argue with them uh, until they say, we'll hire another artist then. How much freedom do you get when you, des- when you guys design covers? Sometimes people just go, hey, we need a cover for this. This is what it's about. Go. Yeah. For, for, <laughs> Pretty much. For, yeah. yeah. I, I've got, you know, I got one. I actually brought a Winter Soldier cover as an example mm-hmm. of the worst, like, direction I got, which was <laughs> dr- make Winter Soldier, make them look cool. <laughs> and I was like, well, what's the story inside? Uh, we don't know yet. Just draw, just draw him standing there looking cool, which I think, you know, I think that's the least content you could have. Yeah. On a cover, and I do want to convey a good illustration does convey, you know, an idea, like a story concept. And they really didn't, I had no material to work with other than just do a pinup. And I ended up going around and finding the writer and talking to him to figure out what was going to happen in the book. But that was an example of like, that's, I guess, total freedom, basically. I wasn't going to, I never planned on drawing Winter Soldier looking lame. Or, <laughs> and I never planned on drawing a different person altogether. So it really was total freedom in a completely unhelpful way. I thought that was terrible direction. Like I would, I would like some. So you actually want a little bit more, a little bit more direction. You want to have some tighter, content. Like a tighter it. script, yeah. but for a cover kind of idea, you know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and then at the same time, <laughs> your idea, their idea of cool is different than your idea of cool. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, 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 all day, you know, they're like, do, do, you know, do something cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm standing there, you know, with the gun, with the nice kind of a, you know, uh, planet, you know, uh, <laughs> montage Bingo. set angle oh well we was thinking a little more like this so so now you're giving me direction you should have gave me that to (laughs) begin with if you say this then give me that direction specifically so that i don't waste my time or your time you know doing something cool you know so that that's the biggest thing is you know they they'll give you quote unquote freedom and then you end up not having freedom yeah. You know, because then they start going back, oh, we'll change this or work that or whatever. I'm like, I, I, they don't know what you want, but it's not what you're It's not what you're, exactly. Yeah. Well, with both yeah. you, Sanford well, and okay. I got a funny story. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I got to tell a story. Yeah. So, um, I did a project for DC for, um, they, they had the Star Trek license. So, uh, Adam Hughes did a graphic novel for them that I can't remember the name of. But they wanted me to do the cover art for the hardback. And I said, okay. I had never done classic Star Trek characters, so I was pretty excited about doing it. And so um, uh, I sent in some sketches, and they said, oh, after I did the sketches, oh, yeah, well, you know, uh, Universal, they want to, or was it Paramount? 
Paramount is Paramount. Paramount. Yeah. Okay. Paramount. Yeah. yeah. Paramount likes their covers to have this uh, sort of sort of same design over and over again. I was just okay. Well, would would have been nice to have known that before I started saying. Yeah. So they they like to have like like the Enterprise and like a couple of head vignettes, <laughs> and then maybe a planet. Yep. There you and go. I was yeah, just man. okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, so I went back and I redesigned the thing, and uh, it had Kirk and Spock, and then the Romulan girl who was the new character, sort of villainess, and the Enterprise. And uh, so I, I redesigned it, did the sketches, sent it in. Perfect. We love it. That's exactly what we were looking for. So I do the painting, and I send it in. I'm real happy with the painting. I send it in. And I get a note back from from DC saying that the people at Paramount find this piece to have a lack of urgency. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just, what? What does that mean? So I contacted DC and I talked to my editor and I said, what does this mean? He said, I have no idea. What do you want me to do? It'd be urgent. <laughs> yeah, f- figure out something. Throw some sweat beads on some. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was just stumped. I had, I couldn't figure out what this meant. I went to the dictionary and I looked it up. <laughs> but you know that was the criticism. They weren't going to use it because it didn't have a sense of urgency. So you know, I I did a whole nother painting. Still had Kirk, still had Spock, still had the girl. But I, I chose reference that was more dramatic. It was more shadowy and and just, you know, just goofy. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I put the Enterprise at a little bit more angle and uh, put more color in the background. Mm. And, but it still was the three heads and the Enterprise. That sounds and urgent to me. It, it was urgent. <laughs> And uh, I sent it in quickly, <laughs> and I uh, was was uh, uh, impatient, waiting for a response. Uh, but yeah, they were happy with that one. But you know, that's the worst s- sort of criticism that I've ever gotten from an art director. Mm-hmm. You know, for a sketch mm-hmm. that was approved, was it lacks a sense of urgency? Okay, whatever. <laughs> and, and unfortunately, a lot of these. Um, you call them art directors they've never done any art you know a lot of these guys are just you know for for the lack of a better word they're business majors yeah you know and they just happen to have this position I hate to say it some of those positions are more so stepping stones to something else you know what they so they're coming in with not a lot of they don't have the um, understanding the understanding Or the urgency, I guess we're going to use that word, <laughs> to 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 really look into, um, you know, your to, to the craft. So you end up just dealing with these people that are just kind of, I can't tell you, I can I can honestly say, when I first started in the industry, and I haven't been in the industry that long, in, you know, in in the grand scheme of things, but the people that are working at Marvel in DC are almost different, totally different than when I first started, you know. Um, there, there's still a few there, and those guys are like the good guys, um, you know, in terms of like they're like really into the art. But for the most part, 
they're they're all gone you know so that that's what you deal with most of the time is that you know that revolving door of editors yeah. that just come through and you know you're like staying up these in the comics in the comics field absolutely absolutely yeah in yeah. the book field you, you don't get that you yeah get art directors who are there for they're, they're there 10 for a years, while. 15 years yeah they know their business but the comics field yeah you get a large turnover dark dark horse was turning over art directors every two years right and yeah and that that was hard and you know in dc you know in the last what when i first started you know the, the art director he's been there for a long time uh, yeah, Chirello, he's yeah. been there for a long time but and he's a great artist and he's a great artist but yeah. see there you go but yeah. the rest of the, you know it's just a revolving door so <clears throat> and unfortunately i don't ever get to do a lot of the work with directly with him you know it's always an editor or whatever so you know again that's the commercial side of it but yeah. that's what you deal with most of the time that's why it's so hard that you get those weird <laughs> comments like that yeah I've got one more question, and then I'm going to hand over some audience questions. Uh, being that I'm managing all these panels, I've been telling everybody to keep them tight, and I'm already over. So, of course. <laughs> I can't manage no my own panels. Um, but the one question mainly uh, as to kind of about the novels, I would ask uh, Sanford and, uh, and Chris, you guys, not only do you do like kind of just the regular old commercial and do a cover for somebody, but both you guys do a lot of interiors. You have a lot of personal projects, uh, Loose Ends for one, Sanford, uh, Rotten Apple, and some other things. When you guys do covers for that, you take a completely different approach to your own books than when you're doing it for somebody else in a paid thing. Yeah, yeah, I took a uh, I took a huge, huge, mind-boggling pay cut to do loose ends <laughs> because because the deal was um, there was going to be no editorial influence, like whatever you want, yeah. except for he basically was like, just don't like burn the flag or something like that. <laughs> don't don't try and get me in trouble, and I keep like putting stuff in there to, to, to see if that will provoke him. Like, is this too far? Is this exactly what I want to do? And it's never been too far. Yeah. It's really exciting. Um, it's com completely different. Doing a cover for somebody else and doing a cover for my own book where, mm -hmm. I mean, with my collaborators, but where yeah, we can yeah. do what we want yeah. is a night and day process. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I would say it's very fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you do yeah. the covers like for loose ends, you guys, oh, you had a few loose ends up there. When you do those covers, um, yeah. do you think about what am I doing on the interiors of this book? Yeah, trying some of the interior and knowing it's four issues. Like I try and make it so actually four covers like form like a there's yeah. a sequence like they they <laughs> they build in urgency as you go from, <laughs> from, 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 from the word from of the day is um, yeah I try and set it like you know think of how it sums up the issue and actually add something to the issue that you didn't know before like the back cover always has like a little extra gag on it mm -hmm. that adds to like some scene in the interior like all the, these are all things that you could theoretically do with any cover that nobody's really interested in mm -hmm. if they don't even want to tell you what's the inside of one cover <laughs> like nobody's going to talk to you about like let's plan out like a sequence of six covers that all <laughs> go together nicely you know yeah because um i don't know it's it's doable you see it in other mediums you know um oh yeah the way like the, the star wars movie posters fit together like they belong together they're not like each for their own individual movie it always and comes back to star wars way. does it it always comes back to star wars right that's those were the yeah, yeah. that's, that's the, i mean you know that's the just first thing that really yeah. like lit my head on fire yeah right yeah. um and that's certainly like one of the best 
artists of that medium, the movie mm-hmm. posters, Drew yeah, Struzan. Yeah. So, yeah. Watch the documentary yeah. if you ever. If you, it's on Netflix, I think. There's a documentary on uh, Drew Struzan, which is amazing. Really? They have some of my art hanging on oh, the yeah. walls. <laughs> when he goes into LucasArts, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a great, that, that, anything like that's, like talks a lot about the painting and stuff like what Dave does and that, that documentary is really, really cool. It, yeah. it really talks about what goes in and like, and like some of the stuff that you guys talked about too, where, you know, it was a completely different sense of design back then. Like when he did a cover or a movie poster, I mean, a lot of thought went into that where now it seems like movie posters are just kind of like you said, the, a few heads floating in a, in a spaceship. Much. Yeah. <laughs> What are they so digital now, though? I mean, they don't even do stuff like that anymore. (laughs) You know, they'll get a Photoshop, you know, screen grab from an actual the scene in the movie, Mm -hmm. and just montage that thing, and it's like you know, very sad. Yeah, yeah. Struz and he did like a lot of the Indiana Jones stuff, uh, Mm -hmm. Adventures in Babysitting. It's like a lot of that that stuff back in that day. The the posters were great. That's a random. <laughs> he went to India and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so he did. That, that, that I mean, he did. I mean, I mean, yeah, meatballs and Indiana Jones, Police Academy, and <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you guys have any questions for the? Uh, if you guys, you can just, just go ahead. Sometimes yes, sometimes but no. If you do, say you're getting on a project that's the title's been um, and you know who the artist in the book is, that artist, I understand that you do your cover basically look. Look if they have a particular, either like a hectic, messy style, or you know they're more blocky, you know, which is I don't know. Well, I know for. I know for me with with Shaft, the reason why I did it, it's kind of reverse. They had the cover artist. I mean, they had the interior artist already set. And they saw, like, what I do and some of the influences that I have. This this artist, interior artist, was kind of in that vein. So that's when they contacted me. You know, said, hey, you know, you're, the style is similar to what you were saying. It's It has some, you know, compatibility to it. So, you know, from that standpoint, yeah, you know, they, they wanted to try to keep it kind of in the same wheelhouse. It happens a lot. <laughs> well, try, trying to ape somebody else's style is, is really hard, um, especially, you know, when you're trying to do it as a painting as opposed to a line drawing, which is what most of the interiors are. Uh, I tried early on. I, I was doing some um, covers for uh, some uh, British books, Judge Dredd and, and uh, a couple other books uh, from 2000 AD. And uh, if, if you know those books, it was a very stylized uh, artwork inside. And so on the first couple, I tried to ape um, the, the look of that art in my painting. And it just was awful. It was terrible. I consider myself a pretty good artist, but, you know, they draw a particular way, and I just don't draw that way. And so, you know, it was just a a mix-up of of awful art, you know, right (laughs) from the start. So, you know, after that, I said, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, do it my way. And those covers were much better. But, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, some artists try to, uh, you know, capture that style, but, you know, every artist is different. Every artist's style is different. And so I don't even bother, you know, I'll read the material to see what it is, but I won't try to ape that style. I think the trend actually, the trend now really, I think, is open things up to where, you know, Scotty Young is like one of those popular artists. And when I got in, which wasn't that long ago, there was no way you could have showed that art style to an editor and said, put this on the cover of X-Men, please. Like there's a, there's actually a lot, there's a much wider range of like what's acceptable, which is, I think is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not sure there's a specific, you know, what, what I was into when I was a kid is still popular and pretty good. Art Adams is still, you know, gets to draw his way, mm -hmm. but there's also this all Jim Mafood. I mean, mm. is another, another person who really right. could not imagine him like on a mainstream book. And I think, you know, kind of, Piggybacking off of that is, you're right. I mean, even with, can I just say it encourages yeah. you to be able to be yourself. Like there are things that I used to do to try because I thought that's what you know feathering and stuff. Like you had to be able to feather really well. Now you can be yourself a little bit more. I'm sorry, but that's that was the was, point. I was that's what I was going to say. So yeah, <laughs> same, same thing. I mean, I just feel like I can be my, myself now. Whereas five years ago or six years ago, you felt like okay, this. This is kind of what they call the style, house style, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and you just felt like, you know, I can't I can't get in. I just can't, you know, because I'm considered too cartoony. And it's funny, all the, the guys now that are consider that was considered that then and they couldn't get in, they're like the more popular guys now. They're the guys that are getting a lot of the work. Um, but they're not necessarily cartoony as much as they are cartoonist if that makes sense it's you know meaning they ink their work that you know they don't have an anchor they ink their cells because it's more expressive lines that you know so on and so forth and so it was like the light bulb came i was like wait a minute you know if that's what it is then i need to start doing that myself and i started to do that about six years ago or something like that and you know over time slowly but surely you know it's becoming it's me because it's still my line you know um, and that's what makes <clears throat> that that style or that that I don't even want yeah that style more viable right now. That's why it's so. It seems to be I don't know if it's a trend or if it's just it's not a trend. It's just what people are now understanding that you don't have to be A, B, or C. Do do it yourself, and you know you'll be. Do you think it has fine. to do with the uh, larger success of the not big two publishers like Image, Dark Horse, IDW, and yeah. stuff like that? That's, yeah. that's yeah. causing these yeah. Marvel to adjust. Well, yeah. It's it's education, you know, to um, uh, to the, the public in that um, uh, they're being introduced to a, a whole different way of looking at, at comics, and so you're no longer getting 
only Marvel and DC in that superhero style. You're getting, you know, Image. Uh, you're getting uh, Oni. Um, uh, you know, any any number of other small publishers that are doing, you know, very different types of artworks. And so the reader that's going into the comic shop is no longer seeing just Marvel and DC. They're seeing all these other styles and they're becoming used to seeing many different styles. And, you know, plus the Internet has opened up a lot of uh, uh, access to artists around the world. And you're seeing Marvel more so than DC, but Marvel is using a lot of artists from the Far East, um, you know, a lot of artists that they find on DeviantArt, uh, you know, guys who, uh, you know, just sort of dabble in it, but are really, really good. And uh, they're, they're picking them up and, and uh, uh, using them. So, so the, the sort of world of, of artists has, has grown very big it, because of a number of different things, exposure to different types of material from different publishers, you know, plus the uh, access of the internet to allow, you know, people just you know type in Captain America art, and uh, you know see. they, they yeah. just won't get Marvel anymore. They'll get you know all types <laughs> of, of different types of things. So uh, it, it's a good thing. And that kind of, I guess, sums up the the second part of that too about about being aware. You have to be aware as an artist. It's almost like a, a second nature to be aware of what's what's happening. You know the movement, right. the zeitgeist, the this whole thing. You know, and at the same time, you you know you stay true to yourself, but you just have to be aware of it too, of what's happening. Yeah. Any any, any other questions? Um, when you yeah. guys are starting off your They prefer, you know, four or five. And um, <laughs> my teacher was Brian Stelfreeze who told me that if you do that, they will pick the worst one. So I give them one. And then we talk about what they don't like about that one and what we can change. But when I did try and be flexible, you know, and give them options, it would be the one that I didn't like. And you know, really, you, you know, know how I beat that? <laughs> I would give them two, but I'd finish the one that I like a little bit more. Yeah, you so do look a little nicer, and they still will pick the one at you. This is how it is. They, like, yeah. they went with the, the one that I like. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's a constant problem. Is uh, uh, you know, some art directors just need to validate their job, and rather than you know, uh, be able to trust the artist to deliver you know that sketch that's going to sell the book, you know, they want to they want to you know make sure that they're doing their job. You know, by choosing, you know, the worst of the five. <laughs> it's like the whole idea of you do something blatant wrong so that you can slip through some things that you don't want them to notice. It yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. And also so, when you give them options, they will also, there's a tendency to, like, make a Frankenstein of it. You want Batman's head from this one, but the Batmobile from this one put it all together and that's will be the fifth worst option <laughs> if you gave them four ideas they will yeah. they'll pick that one yeah, yeah. For, fortunately they combine them all to be worse than any <laughs> yeah you know one, one of the nice things about it's being alive. A, yeah about being an old guy in this business is uh most of the art directors have seen my work so they know what to expect right. uh so i don't have to do 
um, you know, four or five anymore. What I'll do is I'll just do the one that I think works and just write on the bottom, you know, this is the first pass. What do you think? And so usually they'll they'll look at it and trust me that this is what we want. If there's some elements that need to be changed, you know, that's fine. But uh, very rarely does it come back now that uh, uh, they say, nope, that's not in the right direction at all. Do something different, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, that's, that's, you know, one of the perks of being old. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, I, I was going to say, too, I mean, honestly, with the way Marvel works, it's, you know, you don't have time to do three or four sketches. You got to do one and turn it in the next day, and then you got to do the cover the next day, and that that's it. Yeah, they move pretty they have fast. Good scheduling. Yeah, they're always on. Time. They're always on. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna let everybody get back to their tables. <laughs> like, thank everybody for coming out and doing and taking the time to do this and talk with all of us. Um, you guys yeah. will be back to your tables. If you guys have any further questions, feel free to stop by. Um, yeah. Where, you, where you guys? I don't. I don't know what numbers everybody is. We're yeah, out there's somewhere. a map. They're out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stanford Green, Chris Brunner, Dave Dorman. They're all out. Thank you all. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks.